The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It has been six months, Shane. Since we have watched a real Eagles football game, they won. It is a victory. They are 1-0. However, they won, and we are furious. Eagles football is so back. It's so back, and we are so back. Thank you for joining us right after the game here. Welcome into the BGN Instant Reaction Show. I'm Jess Taylor here with Shane Half. Michael Kist is with us today behind the glass. Victor Williams is going to be here with us shortly. But Shane, immediate takeaways from a game that had you watching, you know, between your fingers, not really breathing through the whole thing, not feeling so comfortable the whole time. Now, week one last year wasn't a super comfortable win either, if, if we recall. But it was a little bit different of a fashion of an uncomfortable win today there were some there were some concerns and we hate to talk about concerns week one you know none of the starters played preseason yada 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 we've done the whole thing immediate takeaways what what is your gut reaction to what happened today I mean I just love that I can spend my Sunday afternoon stressed out the blood (laughs) pressure rising Uh, that's my first thought And then my second thought is, is it too early in the show or in the season to come off the top rope with special teams talk, or do we want to save that for a while? Should we just start there? Because it's a continuation from last season. We talked about it every week because everything was so good for so long that that was the only thing we could complain about. So we might as well just get that complaint out of the way so we can move on to the other ones. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I said it all year last year, the special teams was going to lose this team a game, and I guess... Uh, giving up a punt return inside the five in the Super Bowl didn't do enough to like make the Eagles think we should prioritize that. Now, I have to give an aside and say, Jake Elliott, man, I wouldn't have predicted Jake Elliott player of the game, but Michael Clay doesn't get doesn't get to claim credit for Jake Elliott. So outside of that, I mean, you give up a, none of these for touchdowns, but you give up a big kickoff return. You give up a big punt return like it's just special teams. It, it's going to be there again all year, just like. I mean, let's just be honest. Special teams is a thorn in this team's sides, mm-hmm. as always. Same with linebacker. Same with safety. Like, it is at least nice to just go into the season and know, oh, these are the areas our team is just not going to be good at football, and you can prepare Ever. yourself for it. Yeah, it's nice to at least know. However, aside from special teams, 
the last, I would say, two years, maybe linebacker and safety have been the least successful positions on the field. However, they haven't been as concerning and as much of a red flag or a, what's, what's the correct word I'm looking for? They haven't necessarily been the Achilles heel, I guess, that they had been years prior and what we've been so used to. The last two-ish years, they, they've been above serviceable. They've, they've been pretty good. Again, the weakest spot on a really good Philadelphia Eagles team, but by no means were they going to lose you games and give up these, these big plays here and there that are going to leave you on the edge of your seat. Today, especially after you lose N'Kobe Dean you know, to an injury, and we'll have to see what that looks like going forward, those two spots were very concerning. Yeah, I mean, the, not only are you relying on N'Kobe Dean to play at a good level, which I think he can do, you're also sure. relying on an undersized linebacker who had health concerns in the draft to stay healthy uh, because you only have two other linebackers on the roster. So uh, I think that's going to be something that we sit on the edge of our seats about all season. Mm -hmm. uh, linebacker and safety are just going to be problems. Like I thought Reed Blankenship looked good. I felt like you could tell when he got injured and went out and then when he came back by how the defense did uh -huh. uh, behind Reed Blankenship, nobody really did much. And I mean, I love Sidney Brown. He does not get in defensive reps. He looked good on special teams. Like yeah. I'm ready to see him out there because Justin Evans, I thought was pretty bad today. So uh, now obviously I may, for those that are new to the show, I may retract anything I say by the time we get to the middle of the week and I've watched the all 22, but my impressions watching the game live was that Justin yeah. Evans had a pretty poor game. Yeah. I think, you know, is it, is we've, we've talked about on a couple of the uh, preseason post game shows, just kind of saying, you know, he might not start there, you know, as a starter, Sydney, Sydney Brown, but by the end of the season, he will be a starter at the safety position. Is week one too soon? Is it too soon to jump to that for a short week to Thursday? Maybe. Uh, if it's as bad on Thursday, though, I wouldn't be surprised off the long week if you see more Sidney Brown in week three when they get the little mini buy after the Thursday game. So, I mean, yeah. it just felt like anytime that the Patriots got inside the 20-yard line, oh, look, there's just a guy wide open in the end zone. And like I know the one Bradbury got beat, it looked to me like there was supposed to be a safety help in the middle. Justin Evans was just late getting over, and yeah. he wasn't aligned right if he was supposed to get there. I'm just going to assume Justin Evans made the mistake in alignment, not James Bradbury making the mistake in his technique because Bradbury is a good player and Justin Evans was a street-free agent. So I assume that was on him. It just continually, there were guys wide open when you got into the end zone. So Right. Uh, and Overall, they beat you on the same play twice. Similarly to in the Super Bowl, they beat you on the same play twice for for two touchdowns that you know should have been at least defended better than they were. Right, right, and and overall, I walk away and I feel good about the defense. The defense was better against the run; only gave up three and a half yards per carry. Uh, held Ramondre Stevenson to two point one yards per carry. Ezekiel mm -hmm. Elliott got four point one. He has the fumble. Um. Overall, I feel positive about the defense. I really did expect the pass rush to take over the game more than yes. they did with the Patriots down three starting offensive linemen, but mm -hmm. there was a lot of quick game. There was a lot of six and seven man protections, and there was a lot of pressure that just wasn't getting home. But yeah, then you get your defensive tackles, your duo defensive tackles taken in the first round the last two years. You get Jordan Davis gets his first career sack or half sack. He split it with Josh Sweat. It was a huge play. 
And then on that final drive, you get the Jalen Carter sack that really kind of helps salt the game away. So uh, huge, you know, good game for the defensive line. I expected them to take it over more, but I think you're going to see that a lot this year. Like we remember when Jim Schwartz was the defensive coordinator and the pass, you had a killer pass rush and you just couldn't get home because everyone ran quick game. Right. I think you're going to see that with the concerns at linebacker and safety. It's going to be hard to take that away. I think that's what teams are going to try to target this season. Right. And I also think that had the offense been able to stay on the field a little bit longer, especially in that second quarter, the margin could have grown by a little bit more and they could have gone up by a little bit more had the defense had a little bit more time. And I think the defense could have done a little bit more, could have done a little bit more damage or some of the damage that you expect to see with some of those, those players, if the offense was able to stay on the field just a little bit longer here and there Um, in that second quarter, specifically just a quick note while we're talking about it as well. um, Jeff McLean just tweeted that N'Kobe Dean is wearing a walking boot uh, in the locker room on his right foot. So not great as we talk about going into a short week and quick turnaround to play a a game on Thursday night. I'm, that doesn't concern me too much. I figure that's a precaution thing. Like I would assume he would be in a walking boot until he can get some sort of test. Is have we heard anything about uh, James Bradbury yet? Because that's a that's a big concerning injury for me as well. Uh, not that I've seen so far. Uh, he went to the locker room right after that mm-hmm. play. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if we, you know hear that there's a concussion there and we don't see him on Thursday. Yeah, I was, he got hit. I was sweating bullets when Josh Job has to come in cold off the bench with 30 seconds left in the game in the red zone. Uh, but, you know, fortunately Jordan or not Jordan Davis, that was the Jalen Carter gets home and kind of wrecks that drive. But I was definitely nervous about that, especially, you know, the announcers are pointing it out. I'm watching right. the safety to see how the safety's rotating. I was just concerned Job was going to give up the touchdown cold off the bench. True. But to his credit, he did also make a play to save the game by making mm-hmm. sure that the receiver did not get both feet in bounds after already having that blunder once before, made sure that he did it twice and didn't get that second foot in bounds. So huge by huge by him there. And, you know, definitely a credit to the way that they prepare and, and everything like that. Um, let's switch gears a little bit to the offensive side of the ball. We sort of talked about it a little bit, them not being able to stay on the field. Um, the announcers, because Tony Romo, doesn't shut the hell up ever obviously made the comment about the Eagles being the best team in the NFL in second quarter last year. And they, I think it was went five drives without a first down, which is the you know first time that's ever happened with Jalen hurts as a starting quarterback, not a great second quarter from the Eagles. What, what were you seeing? What were your thoughts? And, you know, they, they sort of got lucky in the first quarter with the turnovers and and things like that, that the defense was able to generate. It was really not a great offensive game. Now, when you needed a drive from the Eagles, they put one together to you know get you where you needed to be and make sure that, you know, Jake Elliott was able to save the day here. But what do you take away from, it's week one. They haven't played together, you know, played much together yet, albeit not much turnover in the offense. They're just a little bit of rust coming off, coming off the offseason. Um, you know, what how much of that is is Brian Johnson, in your opinion? And what, you know, what are your thoughts there? Where do you think they they sit and what are your feelings and takeaways from from the offense? Yeah, so context is that the Patriots had the number three DVOA defense last season. The Eagles 
the only starters on offense that the Eagles played in the preseason were running backs. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got a new play caller. You're playing in the rain early in the game. So I'm willing to let some of that go and let's see how it looks on Thursday. However, what I did see is the Eagles still have no answer for the blitz. Uh, Their answer for the blitz is still hurts. Try to make a guy miss. And and I hate that. That's got to be something that's fixed. Uh, Happened down in the red zone. Once they went empty, Uh, the, they brought six and the Eagles obviously had a guy unblocked and there was just nothing there for Hertz. He takes a sack. Uh, so nothing against the blitz. That's a big problem, especially when you look at the Vikings on Thursday night, who have Brian Flores now as their defensive. I think he's their defensive coordinator. Or maybe he's an assistant. I don't remember, but he's on the staff and he's a blitz happy guy. And so that's something uh, that the Eagles are going to have to get figured out. And then you just can't overstate how bad, Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson were today. And Jalen Hurts, too. Jalen Hurts bears right his share of that. Uh, he's got that fumble is inexcusable. That can't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the announcers pointed out that like, he missed Dallas Goddard on like back to back plays that would have been big gains. Yep. Throws the ball into double coverage to AJ Brown. He's only like 10 yards further downfield than Dallas Goddard. Yep. Uh, it was a bad game for Jalen Hurts. Yep. But that two-play sequence, well, really, that whole last drive the Eagles have, you come out with 210 left, the Patriots have all their timeouts, the offense has started to move the ball, and you run the ball on first down, you run it on second down, you go under center and heavy personnel, two things you never do, just totally tip off you're going to run it. Don't stay in the shotgun and threaten the QB running game. And then on third and seven, you call a QB draw out of empty, which everybody in the world knew was coming. And then on fourth and two, you go for it. Like that doesn't make any sense. It If this is four down territory, throw the ball from first down. Like if you're not just trying to run them out of timeouts to pin them deep, which I don't think you should do, but that's what they were playing for. Right. Throw the ball, go try to get a first down. Like it's ridiculous to me that you play conservative for three plays to burn the timeouts. And then you're like, okay, let's be aggressive now on fourth down. Like pick a side and stay with it. I wouldn't like it. If you punted there to pin them deep, I would understand it. I wouldn't like it. But if you're going to be aggressive, just be aggressive from first down and go get the first down and end the football game. I thought that was an awful sequence. I don't know if that's communication between Sirianni and Johnson. Johnson calling the plays and Sirianni's like, oh, no, we're going to go for this. They're swapping out things. They don't have Shane Steichen anymore. People are going to fixate on Brian Johnson a lot and and maybe unfairly. We'll see. I mean, give the guy more than a game, but it didn't look good today. He and Sirianni were not working good together and Hertz being off really magnified all of it. Yeah. Weirdly enough, they actually started to play worse when the weather got better. They looked much better when the weather was bad, which is so, so unbelievably odd, but I'm totally with you there. I think that it, it, it seemed very, you know, Nick Sirianni said in his presser this week, you know, there's going to be a lot of different things that we do because we tried to keep everything very vanilla in the in the preseason X, Y, Z. It seemed very vanilla and very predictable today. It it didn't seem much different than what they were doing in the preseason. It seemed like, you know, if if we're sitting at home and we can tell you exactly what's going to happen, I, I can for damn sure guarantee you that the defense on the opposite side is going to know what's going to what's going to happen because they're the professionals. Especially when it's a defense coached by Bill Belichick. Right. So I think that you're absolutely correct. You know, you give it more than one game, but it seemed like there was there was nothing gelling between coaching staff, players, 
The offensive line did not look good today. You know, there just didn't seem like there was anything that they could get a rhythm going into. And, and they were, they were very disconnected. It, it felt like, um, which is, I think why we were probably all, you know, games like this last season where, you know, it, it's a little too close for comfort. You're a little more comfortable, right? Because they're always, everything's working. They're all gelling. They're all meshing and they work together really well. Today you're on the edge of your seat, even when it's a, you know, 16 point game, because, it it dis, the dis, the disarray in the coaching the word disarray that is absolutely accurate. Oh it yeah, two two of those burn timeouts on special teams too. By the way, I knew as soon as I saw this comment, I knew that was coming. But it's true. They it, it was what was it? Was it right in the beginning of the second quarter? Was it right in the beginning of the second half? You burn a timeout there, and you're like, dude, in a game that you can clearly feel the momentum shifting, and you're going to have to burn this timeout there. You've got to be better than that. Well, my favorite is it was like uh, it was like a third and 12 or something and they just called a run play up the middle and then they can't manage to get all 11 guys on for the field goal like did you were you expecting to get a first down on third and 12 with a run up the middle like no get the field goal team ready you literally had two play clocks and you had to burn a timeout that's just crazy but yeah to your point on the offensive line uh, I thought Cam Jurgens really struggled at right guard today which it's his first start at right guard you know, in Jeff Stoutland, we trust, but more concerning than that is Jordan Mailata did not look good today. And I thought he didn't look good several different times last year. I was hoping that this would be a bounce back year for him. And it seems like he's kind of picking up where he left off last year, really struggling in pass protection. Yeah. There, there were a couple of times where, you know, you want your six, eight, 300 pound left tackle to, to look a little bit better than he did. I thought not only did Cam Dragons not look great, he looked, you know, as much as you can tell with a helmet on, right? He looked nervous and uncomfortable. And I think that the Patriots attacked that completely. I think if you if you watch it, I noticed this early and then I kind of stayed focused on it throughout the rest of the game. There were several times where he was the only one that was like standing up, kind of looking around, trying to make sure he knew what was going on. He looked like he was uncomfortable and out of his element. And again, as you said, first first game as a starter, first game the right guard in in Jeff Stoughton. Of course, we trust. I would trust Jeff Stoughton with my life. It it wasn't the best day for the best offensive line in football. They weren't able to establish a run game at all. I thought it was interesting. This is a, a, an interesting thing to talk about. Uh, obviously, you had Boston Scott active. You had Kenny Gainwell, who was your you know your your run with the ones back. One carry maybe for DeAndre Swift. And Rashad Penny wasn't active today. What are your thoughts on that? Not just the running back by committee situation that they are doing at this point, but the, I guess, hierarchy of running backs at the moment. What, what are your what are your opinions there? Yeah, uh, real quick before I get to that on the Cam Jurgens thing. Uh, I saw some of what you're talking about. Uh, also, though, on some of that, I think he's the one that's tapping Kelsey when they go silent count for the snap. So there's... Some of him looking back at Hertz is getting that, but sure. yeah, he just he just never seemed to settle in uh, throughout yeah, the game. Very yeah, very unsettled. Yeah. True. So Gainwell has 14 carries. Scott and Swift each had one carry. Um, that surprised me. It surprised me when they said that uh, uh, Rashad Penny was going to be a healthy scratch. I really thought Boston Scott would be your inactive guy if you're activating three running backs, but. Uh, everything we heard, you know, about Swift and how good he looked. And then for Gainwell to just dominate the 
the carries and the touches like that. That really surprised me. It's not what I expected. I guess the Eagles are serious about the Kenny Gainwell thing. And I mean, it doesn't even really feel like a running back by committee. Like this is the closest to a feature back the Eagles have had in, right. in the last five years. Like they didn't feature Miles Sanders this much last year. Like Kenny Gainwell no. was the guy today. And, and the choice of it being continues. Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah, I don't I don't know on that. I'm unsure. Victor, your thoughts on Kenny Gainwell as the feature back in the Philadelphia Eagles offense? Yeah, shocking. Shocking to 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 say the least. I did not expect Kenny Gainwell to be the uh the feature back coming out of here. Like Shane, I was shocked to see uh um Rashad Penny scratched. There was a lot of hype uh that Shane and I have talked about on our show about um the uh the rumors that were going around about Rashad Penny potentially being cut. Neither of us bought into that, but maybe it wasn't a rumor with the way <laughs> that these roster really? moves were looking today. Uh, DeAndre Swift with his limited touches. We know that they trust Gainwell the most, obviously by the way the year ended last year, right. uh, especially in the Super Bowl. Uh, but for him to have, you know, eight touches on the first drive alone, I was I was pretty shocked by that. Maybe they're trying to ease in Swift, but they had all summer to do that. So I'm not sure. Maybe that has something to do with the uh, the coordinators. I'm sure y'all have touched on the uh, the lack of uh, <laughs> uh, productiveness from both coordinators today. Maybe Brian Johnson just has to figure out how he wants to deploy these guys. Um, but I, we knew Kenny Gainwell would be a focal point of the offense. We just didn't expect him to to lead that charge, you know. So while you're here, wh- while we're on that topic, why don't you give us your your thoughts without hearing what we have already talked about about it? What are your thoughts on both coordinators and what what they did or did not demonstrate for us today? Um, well, I guess we could start defensively. I guess we can uh, assume that this team is not going to have 70 sacks again this year. <laughs> by, by the way, the pressure looked. If you can't generate pressure on an offensive lineman that was down three starters, I believe, then uh, it's going to be tough to generate against the top offensive lineman. Um, the Jalen Carter had a good outing today. I don't have the final stats in front of me, but I know he had a final. He had a handful of pressures, and I believe uh, he was in on the sack if it wasn't him at the end of the game. Um, yeah, he got so, the sack on that one. Yeah. I thought, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. So, so very impressed uh, with him. We all expected him to make an impact, and he certainly did so for some incompletions. So, I was uh, encouraged by that. But uh, the line as a whole, you just didn't see see a lot of pressure. Mac Jones was allowed to stay back there. Uh, again, Shane and I have talked about you have to make him uncomfortable, or he can kind of dice you up. And this was reminiscent of Gannon in 2021, allowing all these quarterbacks to throw for 80, 85, 90 percent accuracy. If this is how it's going to look. Uh, with Mac Jones back there, I'm scared to look at what Dak or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or even Kirk Cousins Thursday night is going to do to this defense. So hoping and praying it's growing pains, hoping that Sean Desai is just, again, trying to figure out what the move is here. Uh, but there's definitely cause for concern from from this week alone. We don't want to overreact because obviously the Bengals look terrible today. The Chiefs lost. At least the Eagles won. So we can't really complain a whole lot. But, well, we can actually, but <laughs> we can. We can. We're Eagles, but we do best. We, we quite literally opened the show by saying, you know, it's it's been six months. Um, the Eagles won. We're furious. Eagles football is so back. We're so ready, and yeah. here we are. Yeah. And I will say, like you know, last year doing these shows, I love you both, but. It got a little bit boring sitting here yeah. and talking to you after we were all shows. sitting here just gushing all day. Like oh. we had nothing to talk about, <laughs> nothing exciting to talk about. So at least we have some some things here. Hey, uh, we, we had plenty of special teams to talk about last year. Stop it. Special teams issues. <laughs> we can only talk about special teams issues for so long. Um, here's one. So obviously we all saw Devonte Smith do his uh, rocking the baby 
celebration after his touchdown. His, he and his girlfriend welcomed their baby girl into the world yesterday, just in time for him to be there, leave, and catch the team flight up to New England. So it worked out nicely that he was able to be there and then was like, you know what? I got to. Got to go. Got to run. Shout out, shout out to the, to the, to the mother for being on time, knowing how time constrained everything is. I know she was, she was really on point. I realized how checked out of like life, I guess I am because when he did the celebration, like it didn't like, it didn't register with me. Like I thought it was just like a celebration. And then I hear what the commentators are saying about the baby. And I see all the, all the beat writers talking about the baby. And I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I remember like over the summer or or, like early in the summer, the IG post at some point. Yeah, there was an yeah, Instagram yeah. post, but there I didn't see anything after that. And then when he did it, I was like, okay. And then it hit me. I was like, wait, he's definitely about to be a dad soon. Or it never hit me. Never hit me. Recently. <laughs> but yes, right after, like literally yesterday. So bless. So glad that you're know, good for him. Congratulations. So glad everyone's doing well. And, you know, glad he was able to have the touchdown and, and celebrate the way he did today. Yeah, good stuff. Because the only offensive touchdown, right? So <laughs> was it? So it was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was that the pick six and four field goals, right? So, yep. so, so uh, I don't know if you guys named a player of the game, uh, but mine would be Jake Elliott because <laughs> without him, we're not winning this game. A fifty-six yarder. We had the one doink, um, but that is my uh, player. Of the just game, a so. just a classic Jake Elliott game. Missing an extra point, hitting three fifty-yard field goals. He did miss like, the extra point. I, <laughs> I, I, I tw- when he when he hit that second one that went off of the upright, I said that Jake Elliott's so bored making fifty yard field goals that now he's doing trick shots. He has to make it interesting. He has to to, to make it interesting. Jess, you asked me about um, the coordinators, and I only spoke about the uh, the uh, defensive coordinator. I think yeah, Brian Johnson. Hear the offense one too. That one. Yeah, that yeah. was the one I actually really want to hear more. We <laughs> yeah, spent some think... time on that one. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! I have to go back and see that. I think. Um, I said on Twitter, I think Brian Johnson is just overwhelmed with all the all the demand that it is on game day. You can try and simulate it all you want throughout the summer. Um, but being your first coaching experience, like your first, uh, I guess your debut, as you can call it, going up against Bill Belichick is probably not the most ideal situation. And he looked outmatched for, for, for a lot of the first half, especially, especially that second quarter where they couldn't get a whole lot moving. Uh, I have confidence in him just because he knows Jalen so much and he did study under uh, uh, Shane Steichen. But, man, I miss the play calling. Uh, Shane and I talked all summer long about the uh, the play calling that Shane Steichen had and he was what well, he was able to dial up in certain situations. And uh, if you I'm, – I'm sure you guys have spoken about the fumble. Um, if you want to call your quarterback to have a QB draw in the empty set and you and – you, I understand he's your best runner, he's your best playmaker – uh, but Jalen hasn't taken a lot of hits in, in seven months, and he probably wasn't ready to have a direct hit on him on the fumble. Um, I see some fans talking about maybe he has a fumbling issue. Obviously, the Super Bowl fumble is fresh on the mind, but he's pretty yeah. good with, with taking care of the football, so I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think that's more of an indictment on Brian Johnson. Calling that play right in that instance, maybe you want to put it in a, in a shorthanded Kenny Gainwell. Um, but I think Brian Johnson was just thinking – not not a lot has worked for me this game. I'm gonna keep it in my in my uh, you know MVP's hands, and I'm gonna let him make a play. And it just didn't work out this time. So uh, I have confidence in him in the long term, but he looked out outmatched on a lot of facets to me in this game. Which, yeah. to be clear, being outmatched by Bill Belichick in your first game as a play caller is not. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Right. 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 But he was he was really bad today. Yeah, yeah. Was, we talked about just kind of how they were sort of they were not on the same page collectively. There was nothing that 
worked together, nothing that gelled. There was no sort of rhythm between the coordinators, the head coach, the offensive line, the quarterback. There was just absolutely nothing that started to to work at any point in time. And that was sort of where where we spent the majority of our conversation on that, that it everything just seemed, there was a comment that used this word that's the perfect word. Everything was in disarray. There was nothing uh, worse. It's a good word. It's a good word to it use. Was. Yeah. It was a great word. I don't even remember who did it, but shout out to the person that, 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 that shambles, heard. unorganized, just unorganized. disjointed, disjointed. Everything was just, everything was just a, a, a mess. And I thought like after the 16, nothing lead. And I was like, Oh, this game's over. We're going to be able to coast. It'll be an easy post game. We'll come up here and gush like we always do. And it'll be easy. And, uh, uh, not very often in Philadelphia is it easy. So even when they when they went up, like Jake hit the field goal and they went up by uh, by uh, two possessions, right? And I was like, all right, like we can breathe for a second. Nope, Mac Jones goes right down the field, finds Kendrick Bourne again, and I'm just like, man, this is this is this is not ideal. But this is week one for you. A lot of a lot of wonky stuff happens on on week one. I'm gonna do my best this week to not read into it. By the time uh, I'm sure Shane and I look at the film and do EPA this week. We'll, 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 we'll find out what the real issue is. I just think it's sloppiness and, and at least Jalen hurts had some preseason last year. He didn't have any this year. So this is no. real like football action yeah. other than uh, joint practices. So I, I think he'll come around. I saw a comment uh, up on here not too long ago about uh, Jalen was messy and yeah. this and that signs of regression. Um, it's hard to take any of that away from week one, but it was certainly not the Jalen hurts. We're used to seeing more checkdowns, which is, which is, which is not shocking, but a, definitely a more conservative approach which I'll dial up to, to Brian Johnson more so than Hertz. Yeah. I think yeah. we should, as we're looking through some of these comments here, I think it might be a good time to to check oh, back in on, on our three words here and see what we've got going on. So I think I, this might be a good time to bring, to bring Michael Kiss back in here and see what oh, he's seeing. Big Mike is here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see what he's seeing from the Twitter. If there's anything – I'm so I'm so scared – because usually we have like, you know, last year, it, this was also pretty boring. We had like one or two fire Jonathan Gannon, which was, you know, uh, they could have, you know, they could have pitched a shutout. And I was submitting was no those fire. myself. Those were my submissions to fire Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we all can agree. But I feel like there could be some good ones in there this time. Mm, my God. So we do have a they're throwing it back because back back when I was doing this, it was always fire Jim Schwartz. We got one of those from uh, Go Birds at a ticket, uh, ticket sleazy. Uh, we got a good one. Cautiously, pessimistically optimistic uh, from Jack. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, three people in a row within about 30 seconds of each other said, you know, W2E. WTF? We're going to keep it. Uh, we're not going to say sure. the F word on so here. Family friendly. Family friendly. Yep. That's right. I'll, I'll drop <laughs> I this a, one. I though. see a butts for play calling on here, Kiss. That one's got to be a shout out to you too. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Rebel said uh, attempted bed shitting, bed shitting averted. Um, mm. I'll drop that one without the F word. Uh, let's see what else we have for three words. We miss Shane Steichen uh, from at Cambition fifty seven, uh, Redbeard underscore fifty five. Uh, says mad at winning, and let me tell you, I was furious uh, this entire game. It was sixteen nothing. I'm thinking, cool, I can watch red zone, I can chill. All right, I'm and, uh, and they just they wow. uh, they 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 fell asleep, uh, which was uh, incredibly disappointing because I was ready to talk a lot of mess on Twitter, and they took that away from me for a good two and a half hours, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so those are the ones that stood out on uh, on, on Twitter for me. Solak, uh, Benjamin Solak, former BGN, oh, and now with the ringer, came in, and said, 
came in and said, uh, uh, Kisten Solak, he was lying to all of you. Please at Benjamin Solak on Twitter. Uh, tell him that was mean because that was definitely not in the cards, but maybe there will be some sort of kiss and so like thing in the future. I keep teasing it just to mess with you guys too. So that's a little bit mean, but that <laughs> is this teaser for a year now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for it to come myself. When, when the Eagles bring home another Super Bowl, we'll finally get a kiss. There, and it, is. there it is. I had to there break out the, the, what's the best flavor, a flavor of bleach. I didn't use that all last year because everything was so great. And now that's I had to use favorite. it in week one. I had, it's a lot of people. They were like, ah, kind of good there to have is. the plastic back. I'm like, not that great. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one drinking bleach. Oh man, I haven't used that since like week the Washington week last year when Quez dropped everything. I, well, no, I appreciate you guys that. having me uh having me on stage. Everyone subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation on Apple Podcast. I'm gonna drop out here and let these fine folk take care of the rest of it uh before I expose myself for being a casual. Thank you oh, very no. much. Go birds. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. All right, as we wrap up here, what is, let's do like, what are you most nervous about? And what is one thing that you think people are overreacting about, but you're actually kind of like, all right, this could be fine. I'm just going to chalk it up to week one. What are you most nervous about? Victor, you go first. Uh, nervous. Uh, man, it's, it's, I got to narrow it down. <laughs> um, uh, is, is it fair to say play calling? Is that fair? Like, I feel, I feel like, cause uh, again, Steichen was so good at it last year and he dialed up the right things at the right time. And this time we didn't, we didn't see that. And like thought like how many how many like two yard Kenny Gainwell runs do we have to see before we know it's just not working like we saw that like a good six seven eight times before like on third and 20 or third I think Shane I saw you um uh tweet this or, or, or someone else I think it was third and 10 or 12 or third and eight it was third and long and they decided to run the ball when you have AJ Brown you know Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith and that that shows cowardice and the Eagles are not a team that should be displaying cowardice. You are the front runner to return to the Super Bowl. You need to play like it and you can't play conservatively. I don't know if it was the rain or, or field conditions. I don't know. I don't know what it was like down there or they were trying to like respect Tom Brady. I don't know what the deal was, but you can't be, you can't be playing conservative when it's third and long. It's when you have the weapons that you do and you have the quarterback that you do, you can certainly convert those. And uh, I'm also a, a tad bit worried that they might be a little too careful with Jalen hurts. Like there was times where, I felt like hurts. It's week one. You don't want him to get hurt. Uh, but there was times where where it just like he's his his uh his QB slides are looking more like he's he's down two yards before the players get there. He's just like, I'm down, don't touch me. <laughs> this is this is how it goes. Yeah, there are um, a few of those. Yeah, there are a few of those. And I was like, man, Jalen could have got another yard or two. But again, you want to live to see another down, so I'm not gonna harp on those too much. Um, so my main worry right now is the conservative play calling. I'd like to see them be more aggressive, especially on Thursday night on a short week before they have that mini buy, they don't play again all the way until Monday after that. So mm-hmm. they, that, that's the time to be aggressive, go all out on Thursday night, show the world that the Eagles are okay. Cause I'm sure there's going to be tons of narratives. Like, should we worry about them? Are they the team they were last year? Did they pay hurts too soon? We're going to hear all of this stuff oh, within God. the next 48 to 72 hours. And you know what channel is going to be on. So I don't have to say it, but, um, but, um, <laughs> but, um, but um, the play calling, I'll, I'll say, 
Um, Brian Johnson has, again, all my confidence. He knows Hurts well. I, 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 I assume he's going to be better for it moving forward, but that is my main takeaway uh, from, from this particular performance. Yeah, maybe it's not a good idea to give Kenny Gainwell more touches than A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard combined. Maybe that's not an ideal distribution of the football. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thing I'm concerned about is the spine of the defense, yeah. excluding defensive Lack tackles. Lack I think thereof. that I think the Eagles' defensive <laughs> tackles are great, but linebacker and safety, I think that's that's a pretty big void in the middle of the defense and. Being as thin and as untalented as they are at those positions, it makes it hard for your cornerbacks and your pass rush to really shine through. And so if we can just get a base level of competency out of the linebackers and safeties, it'll go a long way. And I'm, I'm worried that that's not going to be the case. But, you know, at the end of the day, you get out of week one with a win and right. with hopefully no major injuries, hopefully Nicobe Dean's foot's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs and, and the Bengals can't say that. So Yeah, and there's a lot of teams – Half the teams in the league can't say that. So you'll take it, especially on the road. Yeah, I I definitely think I'm even more concerned about the linebackers. We're right back to being concerned about the linebackers. Um, we had one I'm good year. For- we had one solid year of linebacker play. We got we got spoiled. Now it's so back to spoiled. the <laughs> Are we calling last year solid linebacker play? I will. Yes. I, compared to what we saw today, yes, well, I certainly will. <laughs> compared to what we're used to, yes. Compared to – Compared to uh, uh, what's what's his name, Nathan Gary? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm, last year was fine. Um, <laughs> I forgot he existed. Oh, anyway, um, because at least when you look at the safety position, you still we kind of have that guy still in the wings that we're maybe not fully trusting and yet to bring out as a starter. But you have something that, you're, that you have some talent sitting behind you that you're like, okay, we might make a we might need to make a change, and we've got this this young guy who we were really excited about, who could actually come in and provide a spark. When you look at the linebackers, they are what they are. You don't have that. You don't have that person kind of sitting in the wings, like for a couple years, right? Like TJ Edwards, everyone was surprised that he went undrafted. He kind of sat back, was a special teams guy for a while, but you know, there was someone who, if the linebackers weren't really doing it for you, you had this guy that this young guy that could come in, hopefully provide you a spark. And that's exactly what he did. And obviously you saw that because he went and got paid. You don't have that left. So if Nicobe Dean is hurt, I don't know what they do in the middle there. So that's something that is a genuine concern for me. What I'm just going to chalk up to week one here is going to be the lack of feel for the game. So beyond the play calling, there was no feel for anything that was going on. Something as simple as why are we giving Kenny Gainwell all of these touches and Dallas Goddard has yet to touch a football. Things like that. That first week no preseason for this team, all those different things. I'm going to give that to week one, give that a little bit of time to work itself out. But the linebackers specifically, obviously the safeties are a little bit of a concern as well. The linebackers mainly, I can't, I can't go back to the name. I refuse. I refuse personally. (laughs) There's a simple solution. If N'Kobe Dean has an injury, that's going to keep him out. You just call Miles Jack Plumbing LLC and you, oh, yeah. you talk Miles Jack out of plumbing back into the Philadelphia Eagles. So I thought that's always say, a good uh, backup plan. I was about to say trade for Patrick Queen. So that's another option if they're going to just if, they, if, if the Kobe Dean's hurt, you just call a plumber. It's as easy as that. It would have been it would have been um 
this would have been a much different show if we had lost. Like, I don't think like I was coping like, yo, if we lose, this is going to be horrible. Um, um, real quick, uh, but before before uh, you wrap this up, uh, did you guys uh, measure your concern levels for Dallas Scotter? I think he had one target. I, I haven't looked at the, the sheet yet, but I think it was one target, obviously zero catches. Um, is this like a Detroit Lions last year? Like Devontae didn't get any catches. Oh, no, it's over. Or is this yeah. like uh yeah, and then they came out and they targeted Devontae and, like five yeah, times like on the yards. opening yeah, drive yeah. in the next game. Dallas Goddard's getting six catches on the opening drive on Thursday night. <laughs> the only thing that's concerning about it for me, though, is week one last year, A.J. Brown had like 11 catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And that's when everyone was like, but what about Devontae? But it was also like, hey, but A.J. Brown had almost 200 yards and two scores and they put up 38 points. That's not what happened here. That that's the only thing where I'm I hesitate to say, yeah, it's definitely a you know a Devontae kind of situation because it wasn't like Devontae was out there with hundred plus yards. AJ didn't have hundred plus yards. That's the only concerning aspect. It's because it goes into all the different things. I hope so. He needs to at least touch the football one time next week. Like one, like once. Like to have no targets through three quarters is un- un- unbelievable. And I know the, uh, the 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 broadcasters pointed out a couple of times where he was open and Hertz didn't see him and right. and, all, and all and all that fun stuff. The one comforting thing I, I I do take away from this, and this isn't even strictly uh like to it's not like specific to this game. This is just how he is. But you know. That Hertz is probably like not going home this week. Like he'll be sleeping at that facility watching film. Like he's gonna call up his girlfriend and say, Bring me a toothbrush, bring me clothes. I'm not leaving. I need to make sure that this never happens ever again. Like this is going to feel like a loss for Jalen. And I know that he's gonna be grinding that film for the next 96 hours until 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 the next game. And uh yeah, so that's the one style. It's like it's not like Carson, he's like, Oh, I gotta be better. And not to not to bring that up, but I Hertz is truthfully. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Guys? Yeah, it was just it's it was, it was, it was week that's, one. That's just the gears. That's just the gears. That's just that's just the gears. Forty minutes. That's just the gear. The, the gears returning. The gears return. But we know Jalen's not gonna be not gonna be uh, content with the way this game went, and he's gonna make sure that that he sets the record straight on Thursday. Yeah. Um, well, in some good news, the uh, Dallas Cowboys missed an extra point, so they still <laughs> don't have a kicker that can kick. Um, so that's good news, at least. Um, but yeah, I think it, all in all, I think exactly the way we started the show, it's it's sort of where we are. Like, we're excited to have Eagles football back. Um, they won. We're don't miss pretty, the aggravation. It's we're pretty don't. pissed off. Um, we're definitely back. We are back in midseason form at the moment. Um, and I'm it's a let, let's put it this way. This game, it's a good week to have a short week. Quick turnaround. Let's go right the wrongs on Thursday. We will be back on Thursday after the game. Nice and late. You'll get to spend lots of late nights with us this this season. Uh, We'll be back on Thursday to talk about this game. Hopefully another win. We are not going to. We did win. Let's not get that lost. We did win. (laughs) In case anyone was worried, they did win. They are 1-0, which like Shane said, is better than half the teams in the NFL can say today. So the Eagles are 1-0. Hopefully they we will have another good conversation on Thursday. But as we always said, thank you for joining us again this week. As Mike said, make sure you subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts. Five-star rating, leave a review, all that good stuff. We'll have plenty of pods coming out for you this week. From myself, Shane, Victor, Michael behind the glass, thank you so much for joining us this week. And go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds.